0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the For the Wind podcast. I'm Hemel Javary. And for the first time in a long time, I'm back with our regular co-host, Stephen Ruiz, head NFL writer and video producer, Evan Thorpe. Boop, Guys, what's boop, up? Boop, 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 boop. I'm back.
1: That was Evan. That was not me. <laughs> I just want to make that clear.
0: Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we have all been at full strength. Thanks very much, of course, to Michelle, who has been helping out with us hosting the show while these guys have been out on break and vacation.
2: (laughs) That's what summer's for, Hemel. That's true. I've been gone.
0: That's right. You have been gone. gone.
2: I've been gone for a month. I don't think the the last time I probably recorded was in June.
0: I know. Well, it's been a while and uh, we actually have a lot to get into. There's been a lot of news the last couple of weeks. Uh, We're going to talk about... Antonio Brown situation and his beloved helmet, we're going to talk about Jay-Z and his new partnership with the NFL, of course, and a couple of things that we'll get into in our final segment of not sports, but whatever. But let's kick this off with Antonio Brown. (laughs) I know. I think everybody knows what's happening, but somebody summarize. I'll
1: summarize. (laughs) (laughs) I'll summarize as Evan makes out with the microphone. (laughs) So I think... Last year, the NFL basically told all the players, we're going to start phasing out some of these older helmets that don't pass the regulations they need to pass mm-hmm. for safety. So Brown had a year to realize, I need to get a new helmet. Like mm-hmm. It happened to Tom Brady, it happened to Aaron Rodgers, they replaced their helmets with newer models. Brown apparently had no interest in doing that, and he was willing to fight the league on it, and he filed a grievance against the league about using his old helmet, and he lost that grievance But apparently he was going to such great lengths to use his helmet that he brought his old Steelers one over and had them paint it. Yeah. And it wasn't even the right shade of silver. (laughs) Which is amazing.
0: A round of applause from Evan for creativity. Where did he get the decal?
2: Did he, like, (laughs) bring his own sticker? So I'm guessing he probably took it off the helmet they gave him, and then he probably took that to some type of art store, get get the paints to match, and then... Take the stripe off and put the the stickers on.
0: Yeah. Painting the helmet is actually not that hard, considering that goalies get their goalie helmets painted by Mm -hmm. professional artists all the time.
2: And when I play football, you could like take you could literally take the stickers off and put them back on.
0: It is. It's not so much the logistics of this that are puzzling as the mindset involved in all of it. One, which is uh, his loyalty to the helmet, uh, which I agree. He wears it. So often that if he thinks that the new helmet is not going to work for him, he's going to have a hard time adjusting to it and it's going to affect his performance on the field. That feels like a legitimate concern. But this is also something that, like you said, he has known about for a year. And it is also something that is not arbitrarily being enforced by the team. It is something that the Players Association has actually agreed to in accordance with the league. So, to file a grievance on something so small that he knows he's not going to win? I don't get it.
2: I, I kind of understand what he's going through, though. And I kind of support his fight for it because— Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God, Here's the Evan. thing. You
2: think about the NFL players and, like, recently what's been the big topic for, like, retired players. Concussions. And all CT, all that. And, right. like, I, I don't know how many injuries he's had that— were because of his head but I know he had what was the one because of Mm perfect but like other than that like as a a player who's going out there and risking his life I want to be in the equipment that I feel safest and most comfortable in and when you're talking about his head like I play football and they try to get me to like change my helmet up to one of the newer helmets and some of them just don't feel right
0: yeah the pattern
2: is weird where is where where the placement is and and I can understand why he wants his old helmet right and so I, I, I'm i down with him fighting for what he wants. Like if it, you're fighting against science, though, this is scientists who've s- committed their
1: life to studying these issues, telling, you no, this helmet is safer. You can't just go. I ah, know. Actually, this
2: one is safer, even though it's not. You think they told that to the uh, previous players who are suing them now?
1: <laughs> they were using the
2: kind of helmets that A.B. wants to use.
1: You're, yeah. You're
0: arguing the conspiracy theory that no helmet is actually safe enough to warrant like the. The safety is negligible compared to from one helmet to the This next. is like a,
1: like a vaccination truther <laughs> situation <laughs> yeah, yeah. going on.
0: My, it's not so much my concern with this, but there's another level to this, which is that in his statement about uh, not wanting to play with a new helmet, he made it sound like he was going to walk away from the NFL, right? Like he made it sound like it was the most dramatic thing in the world, and he was ready to quit football over it. But that's not
2: the first time he said that. He right. he came on early this year and was like, I don't need football. Like, I could walk away if I want to. So I think he's just trying to, like, put that out there. Like, hey, look, I don't need this sport. Y'all need me, which they really don't. But hes I think he's just trying to put that narrative, like, I'm bigger than the league.
0: Exactly.
1: Al- also, I think that was more of, a, like, a report. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't him coming out and saying it. Mm-hmm. Although it probably hes he was probably, like, the source. But I think this has nothing to do with the helmet. I think it's just one of the first times that someone's been able to say no to Antonio Brown, and he's mm-hmm. had nothing he can do about it.
0: Because – This partly is also I don't want to say the fallout from this, but kind of the drama around this also stems from his reputation and everything that happened with the Steelers before this. Right. That he was a problem in the locker room, that he had issues with Ben Roethlisberger, which uh, fair enough. Who wouldn't? Right.
1: Everybody does.
0: Everybody does. Um, And this is another thing that kind of adds to. The re- his reputation and I use that in quotation marks that he's difficult to.
2: what if this is all part of his plan to take over Hard Knocks <laughs> like what if he planned this out he was like yo bro I'm gonna be the star I'm gonna have my feet hurt and then I'm gonna complain about my helmet and then by the end I'm gonna be the show
0: I have not watched Hard Knocks so I don't even know how often he's on the show they
2: didn't like really delve into the helmet situation much it was only like a two minute segment but when he came back at the end, it kind of was like, I'm here.
1: That would have been the case either way. He's but Antonio it, Brown. He's they the biggest story.
2: S- they set it up, though, where I think he's going to take all the attention now.
0: No. Well, you're such a conspiracy theorist. But uh, he does have a flair for the dramatic, right? He went to training camp, landed in a hot air balloon, froze his feet during cryotherapy because he didn't wear the right shoes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was an accident. <laughs> that <laughs> that is an was an accident. accident. That's, that's an accident. That, yeah.
2: But that's funny, though, like. <laughs> The fact that he, you see the picture of his feet?
0: Yeah, no. Disgusting.
2: You didn't see it? No,
0: I don't want to see I'm it. I'm sending
2: it to you. I'm going to slack you at like 12 o'clock and be like, push the uh, <laughs> send notification anyway. <laughs> it looks like a rhino's back.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like it's like it's cracking in the middle. All the days to kid.
0: Yeah. Um, that being said, it is kind of a, the only thing I'll agree with Evan on is that it really is a bold move. To fight for something that you know you have no chance of winning.
2: Fight for it, dog.
0: Yeah, he he really is just like, well, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Like, what of what else have I got to lose?
2: Do you think he came up with the idea to paint the helmet, or somebody was like, bro, you might as well just try to paint the helmet and see if you could walk on?
0: I think it was his idea. It was
2: definitely his idea.
0: <laughs> totally his idea.
2: <laughs> and the guy was like, this isn't the right
1: silver, and he was like, no, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> They're not going to even pay attention to that.
1: Like, he probably didn't even have like a real Raiders sticker. It was probably, like <laughs> no, Raiders was you- spelled wrong and. <laughs>
2: Did you see what fans were, like, drawing what he did? Bro, we should have did reactions on that.
0: Uh, Anyway, that's been um, – I'm going to call it a lighter NFL (laughs) training camp story. That's
2: a top story.
0: That's a top story. Let's move on to what has dominated a bit of the discussion later this week, uh, in the back half of this week, which is uh, Jay-Z and uh, his new partnership with uh, the NFL. So for some context, uh, I use Jay-Z and Roc Nation interchangeable, but the partnership is between Jay-Z's production company, uh, Roc Nation, and the NFL. And the deal is this sprawling thing that includes uh, Jay-Z... Uh, weighing in on all of the NFL's musical choices, live entertainment, helping out with their Inspire Change campaign, which is meant to promote social justice causes. So it's a huge, overarching deal that gives Jay-Z and his company a lot of influence in a lot of the cultural things that the NFL does. The biggest one being the performance for the Super Bowl, the, the halftime show. It doesn't mean that Jay-Z is going to perform, but it means that he has a large part in scheduling and promoting the act that does. Um, Let's talk about this in terms of what it means for the NFL, what it means for Jay-Z, what it means for Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. There's a lot to get into.
2: I think uh, the NFL is trying to get its demographic that looks like me back. And I Evan's
0: black, by the way. I'm
2: black, by the way. <laughs> Been a minute, yeah, I probably don't know what I look like, but I'm black. But I think after the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and you had people boycotting the lead, that they probably felt like, hey, we probably lost our young black demographic and you think about like music selections for the Super Bowl, uh I can't I can't even think of the last performer that like I was excited to see.
1: Beyonce at, was Beyonce. years ago. <laughs>
2: I, I wasn't excited. I mean, Beyonce is, like, universal, though. Like, everybody likes Beyonce. You can't tell me, like, one hip-hop person they had on there, and it was like, I know who that's... That, that's for that crowd. Travis Scott performed last year. But that was... that They brought him on so they could make other people happy. Nobody was happy with Maroon 5 at first, and it was just like...
0: Well, that's because nobody else wanted to perform, in large part, yeah. because they stood behind Kaepernick. And
2: Jay-Z was trying reportedly trying to get Travis Scott not to perform right. to pay him out, so... I mean, if this is going to make halftime better during the Super Bowl, I'm all for it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the move because of what he was preaching right. just a year ago, and then like the pictures of him and Goodell, buddy, buddy, laughing. It's it, just yeah. like,
1: it wasn't even a year ago; it was like eight months ago. Yeah,
2: not even for a year ago.
1: And the difference between the halftime show and what's going on now is Jay Z didn't stand to make any money off the halftime mm-hmm. show, so that's where people start to question his motives. Especially Eric Reed basically did that. He said he's basically selling out. And so he didn't say that straight out, but that's what he was saying, basically. He and took the money to be the blackface that the NFL can hide behind.
0: Exactly. And it's important to point out that Eric Reid confirmed that neither he or Kaepernick, who have both been very visible figures in this movement uh, protesting police brutality within the league, Neither of them were consulted before this partnership took place. There have been reports that Jay Z and Roger Goodell spoke with Kaepernick after the news came out that this was happening, and going by what Jamil Hill said in her Atlantic piece, uh, the reaction from Kaepernick was not positive. Uh, Jay Z and Roger Goodell will not comment publicly on what the conversation was about, but that, but she says that Cap's reaction um, was not good.
2: And like Jay Z dissed the NFL in his latest like his last album he was like i don't need the nfl we in stadiums too Mm -hmm. and you know he had the kaepernick jersey on during one of his performances and it's like you preach that up Mm -hmm. but then when they come to you about a partnership and you're gonna get money out of it like come on man
0: i i'm not i'm writing something about this right now and my take is very much that uh, this is capitalism always wins Mm. right that there is no way out of this system because capitalism is what what our entire lives are built around. So, do you blame Jay Z for trying to make more money? Do you blame him for selling out Kaepernick? When I I genuinely think that he thinks that this is the most diplomatic way to move forward to make change.
1: I disagree. I don't think he, I think he realizes exactly what this is. Really? I think he's smart enough to know, like Eric Reid tweeted out, he could do all this stuff on his own. He doesn't need the NFL to do it. And this is something that Evan just referred to. He's rapped about this. He doesn't need the NFL. This is all about making money for him.
0: Right. But that being said, more money for him is more social currency. It's literally more capital to put towards other things.
2: I mean, also, if you look at it, like, at this point now, what else does Jay Z have to do? Right. Like in the music industry, he's done everything he could possibly do. Now it's like, I can I can be the person that made hip hop in the NFL combine. Like before, it was you know what we could have a little bit of hip hop, mm-hmm. but I could be the reason why you have Drake. as the halftime performance while Kendrick Lamar is performing at halftime so I think for him it's just like let me attach my name to as many things as possible and leave their legacy outside of music
0: I'm not that cynical I guess Uh, I I do think that uh, there are limits to what you can accomplish when you work within existing power structures and the NFL is the existing power structure in sports right and Jay-Z thinks that by aligning with them, he can affect more change versus what Kaepernick could do from the outside.
1: But the change you're trying to affect has to do with the system you're now working with. Exactly. He's not working working in the system. He's working with the system.
0: Exactly. So this is the point, right? I think Kaepernick's point uh, was about dismantling these systems to begin with, uh, and Jay-Z is working with them, like you said, from the inside, and that is not really going to make a huge difference. Right? There's
1: no. Ch- this is a PR thing for the NFL. Yeah, the NFL means- does not care about this. If they cared about it, they'd sign Cap. They wouldn't have any problem with Kaepernick kneeling during the anthem.
0: Yeah, and you can tell by the public reaction to this, right? Everybody is surprised. It feels disingenuous for the league and for Jay Z. Um, on the worst side of it, it's a crass money move. I don't think I've seen one positive article or response to this partnership.
2: I mean, Jay-Z's, like I said earlier, he's a business man. Like, he is, he at this point is about making money and making himself bigger than what he was before. And, like, he was, was he just the first, like, rap billionaire? Did Forbes list him as the first? Yeah, he is. So, like, he's about his money. And this is just going to make his pockets deeper. One thing
1: I didn't like was that he kind of dismissed what Kaepernick had done. Yes. By saying it's like we're past the point of kneeling. Yeah. Like that's all Kaepernick did when he sparked. So he sparked all of this talk, all of these discussions that we've had.
0: Yeah. He has in a couple of sentences phased Kaepernick out, which is exactly what the NFL wanted him to do. Right. Mm -hmm. He said uh, this is not about kneeling anymore. He said, no, wait, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that quote. He said, I think we're way past kneeling, which is just brushing aside everything that Kaepernick did. Um, And then he also said that he hopes that this inspired change movement and the work that he's doing with the NFL will give players a way to express themselves off the field, which is specifically what the NFL wants because they don't want it to interfere with the game. But it was Kaepernick's point that it had to interfere with the game for people to see how important it was. Because
1: now we're not going to see we're not going to see anything that is a result of this. And then another thing that I read was. Part of this program is teaching like inner city kids how to, you know, cooperate with law enforcement. That makes it seem like it's on the inner city kids.
0: Yes. That's
1: the reason why we have these problems. No. Yeah. Law enforcement is the one that needs to learn how to interact with the the inner city kids.
0: Right. Right. This is like saying, well, this is a both sides issue when it's police officers who are disproportionately targeting uh, people of color. Right. When. It really it is an issue of police brutality, which is what Kaepernick was talking about. Um yeah, that I it is it's super frustrating. Um I, again, I still think that their intentions might be good, but I you, just
1: that uh sorry, I think yeah we put Roger Goodell as the face of the NFL, but he's not. He's just like a, a puppet for the thirty two owners and these owners are still conspiring with people that would rather not see society change for the better. Like Stephen Ross, the right. owner for the Dolphin, Dolphins, just had a... He can't say that he disagrees with Trump's views on race and then,
0: and then advocate him-
1: for him to be the president again.
0: He So that weekend that Trump hosted two fundraisers one was at steven ross's house the other one i don't remember but the haul from two fundraisers was somewhere between 12 was around 12 million Mm dollars right like that is how much money he made so you cannot say i don't agree with his comments on race but then i'm going to hand him a check for millions
2: because i'm a jay-z fan but this is now a Nas podcast Mm as (laughs) steven said so play ether after you listen to this podcast i just wish he would have contacted. Colin Kaepernick beforehand because ne- like, like the fact that he called him afterwards and then what he said in the press release, yeah, like it just doesn't look good.
0: I mean, this is commodifying political protest for personal gain. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this is. I also
2: think it's a,
1: like a win, like a flex for the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, because Jay Z was like an advocate for Colin Kaepernick, and they just proved, oh, we can even buy your closest supporters. We can just buy them
2: off. Oh, yeah. like he, they could just say Jay Z even said is is we're done kneeling like we're past that like they could just easily twist his words to their favor
0: I do I do like this quote which gets used a lot which is that the arc of history bends towards justice and I think that in the long run Kaepernick is going to be seen as a civil rights activist right like he has moved well past his position as just a football player Um, and to that degree I think that he's going to get a lot of respect for the work that he's done and it's, which is not to dismiss anything that Jay-Z has done, but hopefully in the long run, this partnership won't mean as much.
2: How long do you think it lasts?
0: I, until the first big knocking of heads. There's going to be, there. this is going to come to a head. Something is going to happen. And this is, there's going to be, there's going to be a moment of conflict. And I can tell you right now, Jay-Z is not going to step up to the plate. He's going to um, take a pass.
1: Unless the money's in, right? No, right.
0: he's not going to give up the money. I'm You're telling right. you, he's not going to give so up the money. So I think
1: even if there is a budding of heads, as long as the money's still coming in, I don't think it's going to matter.
0: Exactly. Money. So which is which is which means going to water everything that he's doing down. Uh, all right. So those are our, our, our thoughts on it. Uh, um,
2: that was sports. <laughs> now let's talk some little women. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to bring a little bit of gender parity to this podcast.
2: Okay, so we watch
0: Wait, hold on. Le- in context, let me say that every time we do a not sports, but whatever segment, we always focus on dude films, right? We always focus on like superhero movies or we always focus on we Hobbs about and about the Shaw. Lion King. Whatever. The Lion <laughs> King was also not just like was a dude. He's Ex- a- excuse, King.
1: excuse me. We talk about Hobbs and Shaw.
2: <laughs> I've never seen that movie and never plan on seeing it. First of all, the biggest Marvel head of all three of us, Matt, is is Himmel, hands down. Have you ever
1: written thousands of words about Captain America, who by the way is a racist? No, it's you. You're the one doing this.
0: Right. When, I'm not saying that I am being goaded into it. I'm saying that as a podcast, we always focus on this kind of stuff, which is why, for a change, we're going to talk about little I, women. I
1: love how we're, we're like pivoting from like social injustice against like young black men to talking about, oh, these little white women are in love with guys.
2: <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it should be called. That's what every movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind talking about Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I watched it. No,
0: I want to talk about it because this is going to be a recurring theme-, theme for me until, like, December when the movie comes out. Uh, Toto,
2: I w- do we have to watch the movie?
0: I don't know. Maybe. I haven't decided. <sighs> All right. I,
2: give us your take on it.
0: My Oh, well, my take is that I hate little women. that was my take
1: this is a conversation i can get on board with. let's go okay okay you heard it here first it's an anti-women podcast
0: (laughs) this is i probably need to take this to therapy and not to the podcast but i've Uh. never been a fan of little women there was a 1994 adaptation which i know i'm aging myself when i talk about it but I did not like the 1994 adaptation either. I mean, I liked it fine. I was just not a huge fan of it, like a lot of people. But one of the things that, when you are a woman, people expect you to get behind this kind of empowering women content, even when it seems weak and watered down. I'm just like, it. The movie looks sentimental and schmaltzy right. and lacks any kind of teeth.
2: How many, how many times has this movie like been recreated?
0: It has been adapted. A lot. There have been I would say at least five. They did a PBS miniseries, they did an adaptation in twenty eighteen. There was a version in nineteen ninety four that was really popular. So yeah, I need to I just don't understand why they keep remaking this movie. Is Nothing your, changes. Is
1: your gripe with the story or the movie?
0: My gripe is with the one what Evan said, which is that people keep remaking this film when mm. there should be new stories to tell.
1: But a star is born what about that one
0: <laughs> that that changed the narrative though that That's flipped true. the narrative around um no my 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 take is that this is just like such a weak example of feminism it's just like white feminism right
1: it's like cookie cutter feminism it's very, it is white feminism it's like. white
0: feminism it's very non-threatening feminism it's the kind of taylor swift feminism that people can get behind because the message feels empowering but it doesn't really affect any kind of real change it's
1: I I don't know the story but based on the trailer it's oh rich white girl is sad that she's a rich white girl and has to live a rich white girl life that's been set up for. Her.
0: So technically in the book they're they're pretty poor. Like in in the book they're supposed to be poor. Even though in the film she looks fine. I'm not watching
2: this movie. Like I I watched the trailer. I was looking for black people and then and it was like, well, black people in the story, so I ain't going to be in the theaters to watch this movie.
0: There's no, I mean, and Louisa May Alcott's like, you know, it happens during the Civil War. Yeah, it's There's no black people. I think I
2: saw a black girl painting on the ground in the movie as I, like, think about it. I, probably, I mean, that's
0: probably the only time. But, yeah, the whole movie is, like, sparkling white. It's all white people.
2: I ain't, This ain't for me. All
0: right, stay tuned because I obviously have some feelings that I need to work out about little women. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, any closing thoughts, guys?
2: Michelle, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say you didn't bring the energy, but you did a great job for the two, three shows she did. Steven wants to boo you, but I'm (laughs) going to (laughs) put those words in my mouth. Steven was about to boo you. The only person I'm booing is (laughs) 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 Jay-Z.
0: Give me the money. It's your boy. Guys, thanks very much for hanging.